Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Ahmed Shaher Yar, Chief Operating Officer and Interim CEO of Punjab Holding Company. Some accomplishments include successfully influencing policy in petroleum in a way that actually makes it more effective for businesses to make agreements with the government of Punjab, which is the largest province of Pakistan. In addition, you have inspired oil and gas companies to actually invest in the communities where they do businesses, therefore also influence the opening up of schools for girls that live below poverty lines. The other thing I happen to know about you from your career is that you're known as the guy who delivers yesterday. So somehow you have figured out as a leader to always exceed expectations. So now that I'm done, you know, giving a few highlights about who you are, you know, a lot of our listeners might be going, wow, has he ever struggled with anything in his career? So I welcome you. Thank you for being my guest. And as I'm speaking with you, you're all the way in Pakistan and I'm in Houston, Texas. Anyway, I'm turning the show over to you and please share with us. Has it always been easy for you to succeed as a leader? Well, thank you so much for, uh, you know, shining introduction, which I'm grateful. Something on the professional achievements. You do understand we have pipelines going through deserts, you know, hundreds of kilometers. And there are different issues with the land acquisition, with the local communities, with a lot of, you know, showstoppers given certain assignments to complete these pipelines, the project can be completed, the promise can be delivered, and based on which the government especially, you know, can benefit from the foreign investment. I'm happy to say that few projects were supposed to deliver on gas was were delivered under my leadership. It took a lot, you know, because you have to deal with multiple issues which are of administrative, technical, operational, community-related matters. At the end of the day, you need to bring a solution, not the problems. And I'm more happy when I say that, that it was done yesterday. And I'm also very proud of the different projects, CSR, the corporate social responsibility. So I was able to convince my management, we have to do the obligation, which we were doing, but I made sure that I will convince senior management to go an extra mile. We put in some extra school for the girls. So, you know, they don't have to travel an hour to reach the nearest school. And we are talking about those families who live below the poverty line in the middle of a desert where you have to walk probably half an hour from their residence to find water, which is not even clean. So mm. we put a uh, lot of uh, health initiatives, mother-child care projects, you know, school for the children, especially for the girls. And we did it right in the middle of the desert. We made sure that the water wells are brought to the different clusters where you know they reside. So these are certain things which still makes me proud. Yeah, it's clear that a lot of your success is about going beyond the expected. Yes, somebody has to move from their chair and, you know, take all those elevators up to the top, you know, even if it's a small project. 
I was lucky that I was able to convince CEOs, board of directors, because when you're talking about these projects by, you know, Fortune 500 companies with whom I worked, there are multiple layers of management and it's it's always good, I think, to go an extra mile, explain things to people even while you're traveling, you know, Maybe you get hold of somebody while crossing the corridors. So I think what I've learned in my life that small bites of information that you can update will always be taken positively. And when it comes to the processes of approval, those small bites in terms of updates will always help you. The other that you mentioned about policies, something that I learned especially when I joined government that, you know, there are two hats that I'm wearing now is one that your manager company, you know, which is the oil and gas exploration and production. And the other one is the regulatory side, the policy making. So for last couple of years, I think there were probably more than 20 occasions, you know, where a lot of hard work and past experience was used um, as to what are those anomalies that you can remove by giving a lot of justifications because, you know, one must be well aware of the accountability because, you know, a policy determines the future of that sector and how they want to grow in that particular industry. Um, and especially a lot of people sitting outside the country are watching, you know, what kind of fiscal or policy regime that the country is going to undertake. So proud that, you know, I, as a focal person on petroleum from this largest province of Pakistan, I was able to remove probably more than two dozen anomalies and was acknowledged. And, you know, it always brings um, good thoughts, positivity and, you know, some more passion to do it in future as well. Yeah. And my experience with you also, you make it very easy to, you know, interact with you and you're always looking to to see how you can serve others and make things better. And, you know, that your whole career, it seems like that's been the source of your success. So tell us, do you even have a blind spot that you discovered as a leader? Well, I'm sure, uh, you know, while you go through journey of your career, officially and unofficially, there are different, if you call them blind spots, it could be gaps, it could be things which require bridging that happens. And I think it's very important that, you know, you face them. And the most important thing is how you overcome them by using whatever means that are possible. And the best way, I guess, is by not making enemies. Because, you know, you can do a lot of things and make enemies, you know, which does create problems. You know, there could be a successful project, but, you know, there's a long uh, punch list, you know, which is then waiting for you after that project is delivered and then becomes something which is not easy to digest. Um, For example? I mean, you could actually deliver gas six months ahead of time, but there could be issues with land acquisition. There could be issues with change orders. There could be issues of, you know, bypassing the standard operating procedures. There could be issues of corporate governance. So the best thing is to, I mean, teamwork is is something which everybody talks about, but, you know, there are things that need, you know, you need to go beyond a typical teamwork. Sometimes 
you have to create teams within teams and then you end up leading those few teams within that larger team at the end of the day there is only one thing that is on your shoulders which is that something needs to be delivered so it depends you know what kind of what what path that you want to take you know you want to come up with problems and you know fill the board meetings with all those problems or you just want to take something that things were delivered and you know after the board meeting probably then you can share what kind of issues that you had you know uh, and sometimes you know uh, those could be extremely poisonous things that you know you would deal very humbly always remember that you know in in, in uh, this oil and gas there are always mafias there are contractors there are things which are going on the opposite direction that why something should be done and why something should be stopped that's that's very important but some of my experience is that it's important to keep all the stakeholders no matter how small they are it could be your document controller and if he is not aware of what needs to be done explicitly a wrong documentation can still delay a lot of projects something which i tried you know just an example by writing update reports and by engaging into short meetings 15 minutes meeting you know which everybody likes but not those boring meetings you know which is not going to end uh, and especially when you work with governments it is important that from bottom till top everybody is well aware of what is happening and what kind of results that are required to match the vision and the objectives of that certain project and you need to keep politely telling people about uh, the outcomes and if things are being delayed you know what could be the repercussions and i think a very open minded communication with different uh, levels whether you know it's a host government whether it's a contractor or a vendor or a different departments that are involved they all need to be kept in loop irrespective of the seniority of the people you need to give them an extraordinary respect yeah so if i'm hearing you correctly you may have had a blind spot earlier in your career where you didn't realize really you need to involve everybody and update them frequently but once you started doing that you achieved a lot more would you say that was your blind spot early on actually that was more discovered you know when you're leading something yes. you know even as a ceo because there are many other senior stakeholders you know which which require a lot of information it's interesting what you said even as a ceo now you have to keep things like that in mind so as we wrap up the show what would you say are the one or two things that have surprised you about leading other people well it's not a science uh, to be honest you sometimes just need enough flexibility and you need to maneuver yourself in such a way that you can reach to the level of their minds you know according to the situation and make them important enough that they feel that they are actually contributing to something which can probably give you surprising results i mean i have never believed in firing people and i am not one of those ceos who would fire people because the oil prices are low mm. i have a very strong belief that the people who were with you through thick and thin and the economy was booming you need to keep them when the economy is not booming 
and it won't be all the time. So people are extremely, extremely important. A leader must know what his people are thinking and what they are capable of and what they like to do, which will help the company or the organization to take the maximum out of them. This is extremely important. Yeah. And I like how you started this whole conversation, which is, you know, managing people is not a science and you kind of have to take one one person at a time and see what they're capable of and what, what they want to do. So now as we finish our conversation today, if I'm a leader wanting to get to the next level of success, what is something I should do? Because as you and I know, a lot of companies have cut out leadership development courses and mentors are not easily available. <laughs> these days, especially right now, what would be something you would recommend to a new leader? I think as a child, if you have grandparents around you, you know, they are a huge source of inspiration and shelter. So even if you're a CEO, you know, you need to find shelters, you need to find what people did in the past. I spend a lot of time with people who have retired, who have done well in their life, people twice my age that I can find in the community, very educated professors, bureaucrats, CEOs who are now in their 70s and 80s. And, you know, they look forward to spending time with the young blood. And uh, I think with every sitting, you know, you learn something. And in my personal opinion, in my experience, spending time with people who have done well in their lives, they really pass on a lot of information and experience. So it, it really helps. Yes, and I know when we've talked in the past, you've said, and they've been through maybe not a COVID crisis, but they've been through crisis before. And you like to surround yourself with people who've been through ups and downs and hear their stories. And I think you also have mentioned that you're a big fan of reading a lot of biographies and autobiographies to get real stories. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, reading a book, especially something, you know, which had some value added by someone, you know, whether he's a politician or a military general or a fighter, people who are done well in their lives could, could be a chef or could be an actor, you know, because the idea is to learn how, you know, they manage their life and how they kept moving and surviving in a certain situation and how they achieved uh, that. The important thing is to find a real good book and not those quick tips of doing something in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, which would be good for a laugh, but to learn something, you need something which added some value. And it's, it's good to try to meet these successful people one way or another that will surely you know, help you. And I think COVID has taught us a lot. I think this is the time that we should relook into and see what could be the people that we can learn from, try to remain in touch the different kind of people that you were lucky to have in your network. Sometimes it's not necessary that, you know, you call them when you only need them. It's nice to reach out to them, see what they have been doing. Yeah, I really appreciate what you've shared today and that you've taken your time and invested your time in, in helping other leaders. So thank you so much for being on this show. Well, the player is all mine and I'm grateful that you invited me.